0: love. You know, it's an intense feeling of affection and concern toward another human being. Me? I haven't been in love. Come on, man. Let that speech again, please. I am doing this to honor them. Where are you? I can't go through with it. I'm sorry. I thought I could. Come on, hon. I love you. I love you, too. But I want out. I went out of all of it. And you know
1: better than anybody, that's not possible. Well, we found your runaway bride. Why don't you just kick in the door? Because look at us.
0: We are gentlemen.
1: Clearly, she is not going to make this easy on us. Where is that beautiful bride? She's somewhere in here. Oh, shit. A wedding, that is one thing. But you said you wanted out. Nobody gets out. You just don't decide you want to have a normal life. You're gonna regret this.
0: We got a bridezilla killer on
1: the loose. Bang! He told us not to hurt you. Oh, that's nice. The game has changed. And this is some bullshit. <laughs> oh, wow. You ready for round two? Are you ready? Show you what made me a golden gloves champion in my community. Well, welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by filmmaker Timothy Woodward, whose film Till Death Do Us Part comes out August 4th in theaters. How are you doing? I'm doing incredible. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So uh first of all, I would like to know um Getting the the lead, Natalie Byrne, for the role, because I think that would be a hard uh, character to find the right person for because he has to be a leading, you know, actress, but also believable in the role.
0: Yeah, no, it's definitely um, very lucky to have her in the project. And, you know, I actually got sent this script from Chad Law a few years ago um, and I looked at it, but I didn't kind of go for it. I just kind of glanced at it. And Natalie, i had been looking for something to collaborate with her on. And she sent it to me and said, you've got to read this. And I read it and I was like, oh, this is perfect for her. She's going to be great in this because she has a ballerina background and martial arts. And, you know, she can really do this. So very lucky to have her on it. And, you know, she agreed and said, yeah, let's rock and roll. So here we are. So had you worked
1: with her before then?
0: Yeah, we didn't. She had done a small part for me in a movie that I did um, called uh, Vanished. It was an A&E film. And then I do this show Studio City that I won an Emmy for. And she had a part on that playing like an action star, you know, who's playing herself kind of in a way because it's a very meta show. So smaller stuff, never like a lead in this capacity, though.
1: Yeah. Had you um, done a lot of directing for like action scenes? Because uh, the movie is very action heavy.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah. You know, I've I, I done some previously where I've done some action. I've done some explosions. I did some other stuff with this one. What made it special is we had a lot of people who have martial arts backgrounds and backgrounds in action and who were able to do their own stuff. So literally almost every single person is doing their own stunts. Every person is doing, you know, we were able to go in wide shots and do a lot of things with the choreography that we couldn't do if we didn't have people who were well-versed in action and who wanted to do it.
1: Yeah, I could tell that watch I have my notes because, like, you don't cut away from the action. I was like, I think everyone's doing their own stunts.
0: Yeah, for which sure. really,
1: really adds to uh, the brutality of the movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thank you. I'm glad you noticed that.
1: Yeah. So when I said it's coming out August fourth, have you uh, seen it with an audience before that?
0: No, I haven't seen it with a real audience yet. So I'm very excited. Um, we I saw it with you know a handful of people at some you know select screenings when we're testing the DCP and you know we have to screen it for the distributor and stuff like that. But I haven't seen it with an audience yet. So I'm very excited for
1: that. Yeah, and those people know you, so you don't know you can't necessarily trust the their exactly. Thoughts. Yeah.
0: I want to see it with the, the you know, a crowd of people that don't know anything about it.
1: Yeah. So I like the score in the movie because the beginning, it's almost like a lifetime movie. It's very like uh charming and it's all nice. And then I also think you use really interesting, contrasting music for the action scenes. A lot of old timey uh, music.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was the idea from the start was, you know, having a rom-com gone bad, you know, starting off like a 1990s Julia Roberts rom-com, you know, but what if the, we wanted to kill her or Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs and what if the, you know, dwarfs wanted to kill Snow White. And it's, you know, that was the idea was to do stuff that was very contrasting. And, you know, the, the, I had from the beginning, uh, a playlist from Apple Music picked out for the cast to listen to, you know, so I could let everyone know this is kind of where we're at from Frank Sinatra to Bobby Day, Bobby Darren. you know, all these, people because it's like that bubble gum bubble gum bubble bubble, bubble, bubble kind of goes with war already and i was thinking well in action instead of going dun 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 dun, dun you know let's go rock and robin we we delete you know and then have fun while it's going to to mix it up and, and have a good time So, you know, that's, you know, the music is a very big part of that. The record player is a big part of it. You know, we wanted it to disappear and kind of come in as needed, but there's always a track continuously playing, even if it's a very, very low, but it kind of just for your conscience, we kind of lift and play with the volume as needed.
1: Uh, did you get all the music you had, like, in mind when you're you when A you're lot theater? of it. Yeah.
0: A lot of it. Yeah. Our songs, that sounded very similar, to, But a lot of the feel that I wanted, for sure. The only thing that I didn't really get that I wanted a lot originally was during the chainsaw scene, I had Meat Loves, so I Will Do Anything For Love playing. And I didn't get that. Um, but I pulled all the music out of that. And it was actually pretty radical just on its own. Yeah. The breeze. But yeah, originally I had that big, and I would do you know, burn, you know just blowing up
1: during yeah. that. Act. Oddly enough, I graduated in '94, and that was uh, the theme song at our, our prom. Was that would. Nice. Yeah,
0: so that was going to be the thing for the, the the chainsaw scene was you know Meatloaf and just yeah. hitting chorus right when everything goes down. But I didn't get that, and it kind of became a a cool thing because i took the music out of it the whole time i was editing and i had this song in there and i stuck to it when i pulled the music out i was like damn this is kind of brutal with just nothing
1: yeah right yeah. so uh when you mentioned the seven dwarves for the groomsmen um so were they cast with that in mind like is one of them like sort of grumpy and one of them uh doc or
0: yeah, they had like a, it was just the idea of having contrasting people. The seven doors are a little more metaphorical, but like I wanted to have like, for example, I, the idea of when I met Poncho Mueller, he was a comedian on stage. And I was like, you know, what if this guy, you know, has like, you know, he's called T-Bone for a reason. You know what I mean? He's like just the ladies man. He, he thinks he's seven foot tall, 250 pounds and can whip anybody's ass. And he's walking around and, you know, he's got this other big guy who calls himself Big Sexy and names himself that. And they're kind of the contrasting fun. And then, you know, you've got Orlando Jones, you know, playing, doing his thing and he's already naturally funny. And then you have like the head of that, you have Cam Gigante, who's just suave and he's just having a blast dancing and, you know, just, his whole idea is to be the best man possible and this best man speech. He's just fucking working on it the entire time, you know, and having other stuff going on besides just the, a story of we've got to get her, we've got to get her, you know, that was interesting to me.
1: Yeah. And it keeps them not just like a, a faceless like group of thugs or something. Cause each one has their own personality.
0: Yeah. And I was trying really hard to do that um, because, you know, in this script, no one really has a name. Groomsman one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. So I tried to nickname a couple of them, T-Bone and Big Sexy, and you know, then give everybody their own contrasts and conflicts that were outside of the A plot. So they were, you know, having some beef outside amongst themselves. So, you know, a good example of that is T-Bone and Big Sexy constantly arguing. And I love the idea. I came up with, you know, the last minute of having them get to the back door, open the door, and she's right there. And they just do nothing. And then shuts the door in their face and they say, you know, what the fuck just happened? You know, and we had her, you know, yeah. they're blaming each other. And it was just like a good moment to break away. So it doesn't stay on this straight dun 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 path. So I was trying to do as much of that as possible to just keep it kind of bending and keeping on doing stuff like that.
1: Yeah, I'm a f- big fan of Poncho. I've had him on the show a few times. I've met him. He's a really funny guy in person, and uh, I'm always happy to see him pop up in anything. Yeah, he's great, man. He was such a trooper.
0: I mean, he did that. He did the 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 kick across the room where he gets kicked across the room. He did that himself, you know? Oh, wow. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he got pulled and everything, so he was a trooper, man. So, our uh, producer uh, Jeffrey uh, Riddick, who you've worked with before, creator of Final oh. Destination, uh, when you worked with him, was that the first time you worked with him on the call?
0: Uh, no, I did uh work with him on the final wish that he wrote actually first. Um, that was the, our first film together. Call was second. This was third. So three times now.
1: So did you just like hit it off right away? Like, you know, we should do stuff together. Or? Immediately. I
0: actually emailed him because I was a huge fan of final destination. It came out like when I was in high school and it's like a big, and then after high school it became even bigger. And, um, it was, or I was like, I just graduated or graduating. And I was like, you know, I loved his work. And I became his Facebook friend and I wrote him asking him, Hey, do you have any scripts? And he was like, no, not really. You know, at first. And then I did this movie called gangster land. It was a 1920s like machine guns, Tommy guns going off and everything. And I sent him the trailer for that. And then he's like, yeah, I've got a script or two available. And, you know, he saw that work and then we just hit it off immediately. And you know, he liked my style and I liked his. And we just, we were not only good friends, but we, you know, collaborate frequently. So I called him immediately when I optioned this script and said, you know, I want you to come on board of this. You know, it's got action, it's got a lot of different stuff than your typical horror. It's a very different movie, but I want you to be involved.
1: That's yeah, cool. Cause, you know, I assume he, you know, people get message a lot and you don't know really uh, the, you don't want to be rude to somebody and be like, no, I don't have anything for you. But then once he saw it, like you were talented, he was like, Oh yeah, we, maybe yeah, we can yeah, do something. Was, uh, so it was cool. Yeah. Um, now the gore is really cool. And I think something that's overlooked a lot of times in, in gore is the sound effects. And there's a lot of squishy sounds, which I, uh, I enjoy a lot in the movie. Nice. Yeah. We, we went in and played with a lot of that stuff.
0: We added stuff in there that was like, not, even you know human <laughs> like ooh, we added some stuff in there like if you really break it down it was like you know not even like a a human sound and like you know there's like a squishy like a, a squish pack that we were, I went in and just wobbled around like just this squishy with like cream in it and it just made this weird <laughs> noise. like we went in front of the mic and just added that so we added a lot of organic sounds with some of the canned sounds to just make it feel like really off in certain places so that was fun
1: yeah i loved it and i think it'd be very fun to watch on the big screen because another thing overlooked uh obviously big screen's cool but you get the sound around you too you're you're fully emerged in the movie
0: yeah. Yeah. That was, you know, when she's walking across the roof, we did the footsteps and, you know, we did a lot of panning that you can't hear unless you're in the movie theater with the record player being downstairs and being below. And, you know, the sound effects coming in and people walking around. We did a lot of stuff playing with that because it was upstairs, downstairs, all around.
1: So we did a lot of a lot of cool stuff with that, with the, the mix. All right, very cool. So till death do us part, August 4th, and uh theaters, where can people like look it up to see what theater, you know? Uh
0: they can go on fandango.com. You know, show times are already starting to pop up now. Uh there'll be a lot more next week as we get closer and they'll keep keep coming. Um, but fandango.com is good, uh is a good place to check it. I think we have a website too, which is like till death movie or film dot com. I think it's till death film, till death do us part film.com is
1: also a place they can check it out. Um, yeah. All right. Very cool. And congrats on the movie. I really enjoyed it and I think it'd be really fun to watch in a theater with people. Thank you so much, man. I'm really glad we just
0: need to help, uh, help spreading the word. You know, it's an indie film. It's a true indie film. There's no major studio behind this and it's just a lot of passion. So even though we're getting a theatrical release and a couple hundred theaters, we need people to spread the word and tell people so we can keep it going.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad you said it. it's a weird time right now. And indie is a very broad term, and maybe some people use it that maybe not necessarily are true indie, oh, but yeah. we're indie true is. indie all
0: the way through. Yeah. We have a, a truly independent distributor that has no ties to studios, and we are, you know, we, this was made on true independent money. Um, and you know, we barely had any and we did the best we could. So we hope people will come out and support us. Cool. All
1: right. Thanks for doing this. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, bye. Bye. Come join the team. With that Let's cross the streams, we'll have a blast pick it up, pick it up, up, up Time to smoke weed and kick those ass